Hello there, friends. Thanks for checking out this episode of Not Boring Workouts. I know it sounds like a big, fancy operation we've got here, but the truth is, I'm sitting in my closet right now. It's just me and a guy named David doing it all. So, if you're enjoying these workouts, we would love your support. You can honestly help us so fucking much just by leaving a review, uh, visiting patreon.com slash notboringworkouts, or just sending us some cold hard cash. JK, what is cash? We're talking about Venmo. You can Venmo us at notboringworkouts. Okay, let's work out. Well, you're going to work out. I'm going to keep sitting here in my closet. Let's start with some jumping jacks. Start doing those jumping jacks. I can hear you. I can't hear you. During this workout and all of our workouts, you never need to worry about counting reps or keeping time. Each exercise will be described and you will simply do that until we tell you to stop. There is a handy little bell sound too. Glad that's out of the way. Now keep going with those jumping jacks. Get that heartbeat up. Today, we're taking a trip back in time for the amazing story of a pretty boring product. Tupperware, seriously. Kinda like Kleenex or Band-Aids, Tupperware is one of those brand names that's become synonymous with the item. Tupperware was named after its inventor, Earl Silas Tupper. Earl Tupper developed the first Tupperware bowls in the late 1930s and patented the burping seal lids that help keep anything inside them fresher longer. That's where I keep my body. Okay, stop jumping and start lunging. We're doing front lunges. Step forward with your left leg and slowly lower your body until your front knee is bent at 90 degrees while your rear knee is just off the floor. Keep your torso upright the entire time and look forward. Pause, then push off your left foot and return to the starting position. And now repeat on your right leg. Continue alternating. You've got this. I believe in you. As I say every episode. Tupperware found its way to store shelves in 1946 and it pretty much just sat there. Just like me right now. But not you. You're lunging. Plastic was still new to the consumer market and nobody could see the burping seal in action. You know, no one was making fucking TikToks about everything. In fact, if it wasn't for one incredible woman that I'm willing to bet, like most incredible women, you've never heard of her, Tupperware might have never taken off at all. And that woman was Brownie Wise. Have you heard of her? Didn't think so. Also, that name is both adorable and respectable. Brownie Wise. All right, well, now the truth comes out. This workout is not about a fucking plastic bowl. Who gives a shit about Tupperware? No one. This story, it's about how a single mother with an eighth grade education single-handedly put Tupperware on the path to becoming the $2.6 billion international brand that it is today. That ding was also the boom to that statement. All right, how you doing? 
Let's move to the floor for some adductor knee raises. Stay with me. All right, you're gonna position yourselves on all fours. Yeah, that's hot. With your palms flat on the ground and shoulder width apart. Maintain this position as you raise your right knee and bring it as close to your chest as you can. Now, raise your right thigh out to the side, keeping the hips still. Now, while it's out to your side at that 90 degree angle, you're gonna slowly rotate it back behind you and down. So now you're back in the starting position and you're gonna repeat on the left side. Brownie Wise was born Brownie May Humphrey in rural Georgia in 1913, just before the start of World War I and the onset of the Great Depression. Which sounds like a shitty time till you remember 2020. Brownie's mom, Rosa Bell, was a hat maker and her dad was a plumber, but they got divorced when Brownie was still a little kid. Her dad completely disappeared from the picture at that point, surprise, surprise, and her mom became a union organizer for hat makers and was constantly traveling. Remember when traveling was a thing? That meant Brownie was often left for months and years at a time with her aunt Pearl, a dressmaker living outside of Atlanta. There isn't a lot of info out there about her early childhood. Relatives say that she was outgoing, friendly, and demonstrated an early on knack for persuading those around her with her charm. Okay, let's start getting that upper body involved with some push-ups. You know how to do them, so get started. You can do the modified ones if you need to or regular push-ups, but get started. While it appears that Brownie was an excellent student, her traditional education ended in the eighth grade. After leaving school, she joined her mother on the road, both writing and delivering pro-union speeches around the South. When she was 18, she attended a YMCA program aimed to help young women interested in entering the business world. But Brownie's real interests were writing and illustration. Where is this going? We'll see. In 1936, at the age of 23, she landed a job to create a mural in Dallas for the Texas Centennial, which you'd think was maybe surprising, but the 1930s was the peak of government-sponsored murals which is totally another worthwhile rabbit hole to dive down after this workout. Or perhaps we will do an episode about government-sponsored murals. Who knows? Are you still doing push-ups? Anyhow, it was at the Texas Centennial that she met Robert Wise, who was, you see the little foreshadowing with the name, who was running the Ford Motor Company's exhibit. They married later that year and moved together to Detroit. They had their one child, Jerry Wise, about one year later. Okay, you should now be in the perfect position for some supermans, or superwomans, or super non-binaries, whatever you want to call it. We are happy with that, as long as you fucking do it. So lie face down on the floor with your arms fully extended above your head and your legs fully extended behind you. Lift your chest, arms, and legs off the floor by arching your back like you're flying, like Superman. Get it? That's where it comes from. Or Superwoman, or super non-binary. Only the tops of your quads and your lower abdomen should be in contact with the floor. Hold for a count of two. 
While squeezing your abdominals and obliques, return to the starting position for a count of one, then repeat. Not long after the birth of her son, Brownie became a regular contributor to the Detroit News. For reasons we don't fully understand, a number of women wrote for what was called the Experience Column under some pretty weird pen names, including Gin Whistle and Hippity Hop. That sounds like a happier time. From now on, you can call me Gin Whistle. Brownie chose the name Hibiscus and wrote about her wonderful life in the ritzy suburb of Dearborn with her incredible husband, Yankee. She would also reminisce about her dreamy childhood growing up on a huge plantation surrounded by servants. That's awkward. That said, it was obviously all a fantasy. We already told you about her childhood. And in her adult life, the truth was that Robert Wise turned out to be a physically abusive alcoholic. Great! Brownie left him in 1942. And much like Brownie's father, that's the last we hear of Robert. That guy. Stay right where you are because we're going to do some forearm planks. All you have to do is prop yourself up on your forearms and toes, pulling your hips up until you have a nice straight line from your head to your heels. If you feel those hips start to drop, pull them back up. That's when this fucking burns. All right, once you're in the position, you just hold it. It's going to feel easy at first, and then it's going to get horrible. So now, Brownie is a single mother with a four-year-old, and it is time to hustle. Soon she was working two jobs, salesperson at a dress shop and secretary at a place called Bendix Aviation. Not happy with just that, she also joins up with Stanley Home Products as an independent seller. Stanley Home Products was taking the idea of door-to-door sales one step further, organizing some of the first home party sales experiences. Brownie was a natural and quickly became a top seller. And that brings us to 1946, when Brownie noticed a bunch of plastic bowls gathering dust on a store shelf. Alright, flip over onto your back for windshield wipers. Keep your back flat with no arching of the spine. Extend your arms out beside you at shoulder level with your palms pressed firmly into the floor. Your upper body should form a T-shape. Now, raise your feet off the floor by bending your hips and knees to a 90-degree angle. This is the starting position. As you exhale, rotate both your thighs to one side until the outer thigh touches the ground or until you feel stretching your abs and lower back. Pause briefly, then rotate to the other side without pausing in the start position. See what we're doing here? It's like a windshield wiper. We didn't make up these exercises, you know that. All right, keep going. Brownie immediately saw the value of Tupperware bowls, but also understood that the key sales proposition was the magical burping seal. And nobody could see that when the bowl was just sitting on the shelf. Just like how I'm sitting in the closet and nobody can see how fabulous I am. Before long, Brownie had dropped Stanley Home Products completely and was exclusively selling Tupperware. In 1950, she picked up and moved to Florida and launched her own company called Tupperware Patio Parties. 
She brought on additional salespeople and before long became the number one seller of Tupperware products in the country. Way to turn it around, girl. Meanwhile, Earl Tupper noticed that he was shipping nearly all of his stock down to Florida, and anything having to do with Florida is always a shocker. So in 1951, he hired Brownie as vice president. Brownie was put completely in charge of all marketing and sales, running Tupperware Home Parties, Inc. from Kissimmee, Florida, a place no one should go. I'm so sorry if you're from Nice wipers. Now extend those legs straight out in front of you and get started on some leg lifts. Keep your hands under that booty on either side to support your pelvis. With your ankles together and feet slightly off the floor, keep your knees straight. Raise your legs up, off the ground, into the air, up to a 90 degree angle, and now lower them back down, but don't let them touch the floor. So they're gonna hover right above the ground and then raise them back up, lower them. You got it. The first thing Brownie did was insist that Tupperware be pulled completely from retail shelves and sold exclusively through the home party model. This alone might not be considered revolutionary, but what she did next was. Okay, so now it's the early 1950s. World War II had recently ended, and across the country, men were returning home. While they'd been off fighting, many of their wives and girlfriends were working everywhere, from factories to stores to offices. Now most of them were back at home raising children and taking care of the house. Wah, wah, wah. A lot of them missed having a job, making money, attaining some degree of autonomy. What do you know? So Borelli started hiring them, lots of them. And she didn't just hire them, she trained them. She motivated them and she supported them. And they responded with absolutely bonkers sales numbers. Okay, while you're down here, I'm sorry, you're already there. We've got to do some crunches. You know how to do them. We're just doing basic crunches right now. Curl your way up, lay back down, curl your way up. The next few years were pretty amazing. Brownie and her network of sellers took the nation by storm. In 1954, Brownie became the first woman featured on the cover of Business Week magazine. She was constantly in the news, on the radio, and on TV. She also created a sort of Tupperware Shangri-La in Kissimmee, Florida. That adds up. Every year, hundreds of Tupperware sellers would be flown down to Florida for the annual Jamboree, a multi-day extravaganza featuring picnics, parties, and even treasure hunts with everything from blenders to fur coats buried in Tupperware containers. Why isn't there anything fun in my Tupperware containers? It's only my own leftovers. By most accounts, Brownie herself was a force of nature, constantly on the go. She lived and breathed Tupperware, and the company just kept growing. We live and breathe coronavirus. Ah, how things have changed. Okay, you're almost done. Make your way to your feet and let's do some gentle stretches. That's right, reach up, 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 up. And then slowly fold over and reach down to your toes. Hang there for a couple breaths. Shake your head yes, shake your head no, and then reach back up. Keep doing this. Listen, if you did the rest, you can definitely do this, okay? 
It all came to a screeching halt in 1958. Earl Tupper, who had remained up in Massachusetts overseeing manufacturing, had grown jealous of all the press that Brownie was receiving. He was also getting inquiries to sell the company, and he feared having a female vice president would hurt the price, despite her fucking rocking it and growing his fucking business. And so, he fired her. Just like that. Brownie had no contract and no stock in the company. Tupper provided her with $30,000 in severance pay, and soon after, he had her erased from the company's history. So when we talk about the erasure of women and minorities from the history books, this is what we're talking about. You know what, David? Your placement of the exercises here was all wrong because now I'm angry and now I'm ready to fucking crunch it out. So if you're listening and you're as angry as I am, feel free to get back on the grounds and just keep crunching. Or if you want to do some punches, you can do that too. One final moment. Do whatever the fuck you want. Punch the patriarchy. Are you with me? I'm in my closet. Now, I wish I could tell you that Brownie was able to go back out there and do it again, but it didn't work out that way. She tried starting a home party makeup company, which never really took off. She did a bit of real estate work, and towards the end of her life, got really into ceramics. Brownie passed away in Kissimmee, Florida in 1992. So yes, it's a bit of a sad ending. You can go back to stretching rather than whatever the fuck you were doing, but Brownie's legacy is huge. Not only did she empower thousands of women at a time when most people thought they should just be housewives, but she inspired many of their daughters who saw that a woman could run a company. Not bad for a single mother with an 8th grade education. Alright, you did it! You worked out today! Or maybe you just sat there and listened to me. I really fucking hope not. All right, Not Boring Workouts is a completely independent effort. Once again, it's just me and David, so we would love your help spreading the word. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Please tell your friends. Forward this along. Check out patreon.com slash notboringworkouts. Or if you had fun today, just throw us a tip. You can Venmo us at notboringworkouts. We hope you'll visit us again soon. We have different episodes every single week. Thank you.